Hey guys, this is Daniel White, your host of the Free Pizza Podcast. And today's guest is Justin Nitz, director of photography and portrait photographer. Yeah, I'm ready. Cool. So, how are you? I'm doing great, man. How about you? I'm doing well. We're 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 calling you from South Carolina, which is super badass. It's our second recorded interview. Um, so thanks for having us. That's awesome, man. Happy to be here. For sure, for sure. So cool. Let's jump into this. Um, so give us a little background on who you are. Uh, so my name is Justin Nix. For the people who don't know, I um would call myself a amateur for now dp um and portrait photographer i'm based in greenville south carolina um i've been shooting photos uh, i i guess i started in 2013 and then i've been shooting video since 2015 wow yes that's awesome because i when i met you you were just doing photos and uh, watching you transition to videos has been amazing because they're so great, and I can't wait to see kind of what got you there. Oh, dude, thank you so much, man. It's uh, I always have to tell myself that uh, I haven't been doing it long, which is a terrible thing to tell people in job interviews yeah, and do that. Uh, people who want to work with you. <laughs> so I kind of I've been trying to shut up and just let the work speak for itself. Yeah, hopefully. for sure, and it's definitely doing that. Um, but cool, yeah. Let's jump back a little bit. So. Where were you born and raised and, you know, how was it growing up in your family and all that kind of stuff? Sure. Uh, so I was born in the <laughs> poppin' town of Spartanburg, South Carolina. <laughs> um, I think at one point we were like top 10 on the highest crime rate in the country. So there you go. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little fun fact for you. I'm from the streets. Anybody who was friends with me just now is going to disassociate with me from for saying that but uh yes yeah, that's, that's yeah. bad <laughs> <laughs> so i grew up uh, in spartanburg and uh i started i guess being like creative ish around 12 yeah um i started playing uh drums and around the 12th no, no excuse me uh, when i was 12 i uh i started like in marching band and stuff right so i was a drummer and i, I stuck with that pretty hard until 12th grade and I started playing drum set kind of when I was like 10 or whatever and uh I uh, yeah so I was uh just doing that and I I loved like the idea of being in a band so I tried my tried my hand at like touring and stuff like that as I got into high school and you know past graduation stuff and uh eventually realized that I didn't want to sleep on people's floors anymore so I kind (laughs) of (laughs) <laughs> I got a I got a real job ish and or at least I tried to make more a little more money and uh, pursue some form of career right but then that didn't pan out so it leads me to being another creative and a starving artist if you will yes for sure <laughs> that's cool so when did the I guess the photo so, photo work started at work started first uh, so how'd that start so actually it's a really interesting story I think I want to try and pinpoint it to I'm a product of like the Instagram revolution. (laughs) I know uh, Instagram is not very old, but it's old enough to where 
when I first got on it, it was like one of the first generations of it. And I remember like, oh, people are posting photos, you know, on this, you know, on this app or whatever. And there's always like these crazy effects or like filters, you know, as they call them now. And basically all it is, is like emulating film imperfection. Yep. And I saw that and I was like, wow, you took those photos with an iPhone and you can add like all these different effects to your photo to make it look like it wasn't shot on an iPhone. That's very interesting mm-hmm. to me. So I, uh, I actually started f- trying to figure out like, what is the pure form of this? What's like the less hack version of it? So I actually, uh, started going and buying like disposable cameras okay. and, uh, I would like any time that I was like out, you know, on a tour or whatever, or any you know time I was out with friends, I would just start taking photos with uh, disposables. I would go get them developed at Walgreens like day of, you know, I'd annoy the piss out of the people. And uh, so they'd give me a call and say, hey, your photos are ready. I'd go and I'd see them. And I was like, you know, I was always very like impressed at the fact that I didn't know a lick about exposure, anything like that, but that a disposable camera could take a photo. It could take a decent photo. It could, you know, you know, it was exposed and it was fine. But I thought that it was so interesting that I could take that scan and put it on, like put it online digitally. That Mm -hmm. was so cool to me. And it was so much more of like a, a real way to put it online as opposed to like taking a photo with my iPhone and then, you know, uh, just throwing a bunch of filters on it. That is really cool. Um, so yeah, so t- tell us what camera you uh, actually got—the first film camera you got after disposable cameras. Sure. So um, when I actually let's see, this is 2013, and I was hanging out with a friend, um, and they were watching me to just take a bunch of photos with this uh, with the disposable camera, and they got me a Canon AE1 um, in 2013 for my birthday, right. and. I had two lenses with it, a 50 and a 35. And that was the first time that I had ever seen like what shallow depth of field looked like. Mm -hmm. So I went around like my family, my friends, everything. And I was pointing it at different things. I was like, oh, this is what it looks like when you put something in focus and as opposed to foreground and background, all that stuff. And uh, I had no idea like what any of those terms were, but I I knew that it was different and it was very, very interesting to me. And uh, I think I shot a whole roll the first day, went to to Walgreens again and, you know, Got the photo scanned, and I was actually, like, pleasantly surprised. Like, my first roll was not a total disaster, and yeah. I, I I felt something really cool when I shot that roll. It was very interesting. That's awesome. So, when it came to, um, I guess, film techniques, was it all just, you just trial and error? Did it, were your friends helping you out, or how, how'd that work? I, yeah. Interestingly enough, one of my best friends, um, he was uh, a first AD at the time, first assistant director, so he was... Um, working at a a production company in Greenville. So he, he had like a background of like, you know, motion knowledge and like film photography knowledge and stuff like that. And I remember when I got that camera, he was like, Oh, well here's what you can do to make your photos. You know, uh, here's what you can do in different situations, depending on what your light is. So he taught me like, Oh, here's what aperture is. And you know, why you would expose this way for this subject. And, uh, it was really cool. Like learning you know from a roommate basically once i got this tool in my hand i basically had like a tutor at all times yeah. you know and uh that that was a very a really cool blessing that is amazing and i love that your interest peaked by seeing the filters um on instagram because a lot of people don't know that that that's those are this they're from film 
Right. And it's, yeah, exactly. It's great. And most people will go from Instagram to getting the, you know, a digital camera. It's cool that you went back to the roots. I think that's such a great way to do it. Um, kind of from learning from where photography came from, from getting the old, you know, manual cameras. So that's, that's really awesome to hear. And right, yeah, I'm jumping on that. So when did you start, I guess, taking it like, I guess, seriously, when you were just like, oh, wow, this is, I want to kind of do this as a, you know, career. Like when did that start? Right. Um, interestingly enough, I had, uh, so obviously when you, you know, when you first get a camera, you take pictures of everybody and, uh, sometimes if a photo comes out good they use it you know they use it on social media or whatever and uh i started taking like portraits of people i thought it was really interesting to take a picture of a person i wasn't interested in anybody smiling or anything i just wanted to like document a portrait you know mm -hmm. I, I, th I was like it was like a collection to me oh i haven't taken your portrait yet let me do that for you mm -hmm. and then i'll send you the file that was like a cool thing to me so I started taking photos uh, of people I knew, and this lady that I uh, actually went to church with, she, her daughter <laughs> came up to me and she <laughs> said, hey, uh, my softball team needs photos. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only photographer I know. I was like, oh, Lord, okay. Uh, I obviously can't shoot your softball team with a roll of film. Yeah. You know, that wouldn't, right, it wouldn't make much sense. And I've only been doing these, like, artsy photos, and now this is a very, like, commercial-esque project. So I was like, hmm. Maybe I'll try a digital camera for this project. Obviously, I need to. And uh, funny enough, same person who was my roommate. Um, well, well, his name is Matt. Well, he's not going to be like an anonymous person. His name is Matt. <laughs> Your roommate. <laughs> yeah, my roommate Matt, who is now my best friend. Um, it was, oh, this is really cool. I, sh I sh actually, he got married this year. Yeah. yeah, he got married this year, and I shot his wedding. So that was like a cool, like, full circle. No way. That's thing. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was a cool gift to him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he had a Canon 60D okay. at the time. And uh, he was like, dude, why don't you just like borrow this indefinitely? I'm not doing anything with it. So like to have like I always look at like my if I call it a career is like such a blessing because to have like a great friend be able to teach you, number one, but to say, hey, here's my DSLR run wild with it after I had already had like the discipline of like you know, shooting with film and like waiting for it to come back and learning from my mistakes. Now I had the excitement of like, okay, I've taken the photo and I instantly can look at the back and see the results rather than waiting. It's like, I got what I would call, I got better so quick or a lot quicker than I think most people do just from learning those two mediums back to back. I definitely agree because, you know, and you didn't go to school, right? Not for this. No, not for that. I tried one year of community college and uh, hated it. Yeah. I hated it so much. <laughs> and I love that you've gotten so far without school. It's a great, you know, example of that you, know, you don't necessarily need to go to school for this um, with nah, hard man, work. School of YouTube. Yeah, for sure. And it's cool because I think in a lot of schools that teach photography, they actually start with film first anyways. So it's kind of like you right. did that whole process on, on your own. And that's like a perfect way to learn that. And that's so awesome. So... I guess from you borrowing your friend's 60D, how did things progress from there after the baseball so, thing? Yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> I ended up shooting that project, um, and they were, you know, super happy with it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I shot all the girls at like a 50, you know, obviously 1.8, and then, uh, you know, super, a lot of distortion on their faces. I didn't know any better, of course. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I started doing that, and then obviously I fell into like such a natural transition. Like, oh well, I guess I should start maybe trying to shoot weddings. You know, that's a, a way to you know make some money on the side. So I shot a couple weddings, um, stills, and I realized that wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. But during the process of shooting stills, 
I realized that the camera that I was borrowing from my friend Matt had uh, a video feature on it. Oh. And I had never shot video before. So literally my video interest um, peaked from just flipping the switch over to video, just seeing what it can do. Wow. And uh, I started like playing around from there, which is like a really cool thing. Like I feel like you never know who's going to be great at something until you just put a tool in somebody's hand. Agreed. Yes, for sure. You know, like I see all these people that come up to me sometimes and say, Oh, I wish I could take great photos like you. What camera did you use? And I'm like, uh, it's not, it's not about that. Like you literally have to just like put, you know, a random thing in somebody's hand and just like watch them be crazy at it. And like that, that goes for anything, a guitar, Yep. you know, um, I, I, I never saw myself being able to afford a DSLR. So when I, when one was given to me, I ran as fast as I could with it. <laughs> for sure. I love that. That's cool. And I love that you kind of um, talked about people asking you what camera you use to take the photos. Because I think we've had a, this conversation before about, you know, I've shown photographers to you and you'd be like, I'll be like, oh, that camera is so sick. And you're just like, it has nothing to do with the camera. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. <laughs> which is really awesome. But that's that's perfect. I had no clue that you just learned video that's by flipping the switch that's really interesting oh yeah i was just sitting in my room uh at the time actually this so this is 2015 i was pursuing an internship with a uh a church a pretty big church that's in the area and uh, i actually wanted to be a youth pastor if you can believe that mm-hmm. at the time <laughs> and uh once i did the internship i realized that was not for me right you know i love i love jesus and everything but that's not for me <laughs> So then after the internship, I had no job. I was like, all right, well, what do I do? So I started working at a camera store in Spartanburg, Mm -hmm. believe it or not. Mm -hmm. The like only one of two camera stores in the state at the time. And there they saw that I had an interest in film photography. And uh, so I started uh, shooting some stuff for them. I would shoot like, you know, family pictures. People would come in. But mostly like I was really intrigued by like the studio that they had. I had never used like lights or anything like that. And right. being a film snob, I, I always like, oh, I'm only a natural light shooter. That's what I called myself when I was like, you know, first starting out. <laughs> and seeing light. what I shoot now, it's like I almost hate natural light. Right. You know, I can't do anything with it. So it's, <laughs> it's funny to look back at how dumb I was. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's cool. So obviously... In, in with the studio stuff, did they teach you that, or was that self-taught too, or kind of? They, it, you know, it's very, it's really interesting. A lot of people say, you know, you shouldn't forget your roots, but looking back at where they are now, and where the stuff that I've shot, like they, they really didn't know what they were doing. And oh. like these are people that have been like photographers for like decades. You know, wow. Either di- like they didn't know what they were doing, or styles have changed drastically. You know, because like the way I shoot portraits now, headshots now, it's totally different from the way they taught me. Like they were like, you know, like I guess if I were to emulate anything that they taught me, it was like flat lighting. You know, put your soft boxes way far back exposed for you know just exposing the scene and i'm like what like i look at that now and i'm like oh that's so you know backwards from how i shoot now it's crazy that's crazy and i guess to the, i guess to, to for what, the way they were teaching you i guess there's a different ways to do i guess different things but right but i'm i'm willing to i'm willing to you know just say that it's a stylistic change you know these yeah. are obviously you know, oh yeah for sure 20 years older than me yeah that's so cool though but for what you're doing is working out pretty well yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you're working for who now? Is it for yourself or for someone else? So, I, let's see, about a year ago, oh, I guess in 2016, I started working uh, at a local agency 
in town that does like a lot of like high end like destination real estate stuff. Okay. I started shooting photo and video for them and earlier this year I I went freelance in May and I got a taste of that because I thought I wanted to like kind of break out and do my own thing and it turns out that the market in Greenville at least for the content that I want to create is not really where it needs to be okay. I should say like we you know Greenville's a pretty small town and there's a bunch of cool bands around and I've been super thankful um, to work with a bunch of cool bands, but at the same time, it's not enough to pay, you know, rent and whatnot. So I had to love my wife a super, mu- a super, uh, a whole lot, and uh, just get a get a big boy job again. So I accepted an offer to go back to the agency that I was with. So it's not exactly what I want to be doing, but you know, it's it's paying the way for you know, it's still passion projects that will take me in farther in the future. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's still in the field, so that's 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 kind of nice. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, at the same time, yeah, I, I complain a lot that it's not what I want to shoot, but you know, it's I'm not stocking shelves. You know, I'm somebody who didn't go to college barely, so the fact that I even make a salary at all is, you know, I'm super blessed. That's awesome, for sure. Um, let's definitely. I want to talk about, I guess, what you do love shooting. So you mentioned working with bands, music videos, and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So is that what's is that kind of the bread and butter? Is that what you like to do the most? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's very interesting how that happened. It, it, I, I, looking back at what I've gotten into and what I've found joy in shooting and creating, it's never like I set out to say, oh, well, I'm going to start doing this now. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm going to start doing this now. It's like, I, I always thought that music videos were like, were cheesy and lame until <laughs> I saw somebody like freaking kill it. <laughs> and a person that is like inspired me within the last, you know, three four years is a guy named uh jared hogan okay he's a um director who used to work at a big church uh elevation and he has since gone freelance um let's see i think about a year ago maybe something like that i don't know his life but um he's shot a bunch of music videos for this artist named john mark mcmillan bunch of stuff for need to breathe and he is just like the epitome of like oh music videos can be so weird and so like jarring and like they can have this like such a juxtaposition about them and like i when i saw that i was like yes that's that's what i want to do that's awesome sure. so so you saw those i guess characteristics of characteristics of the videos and that kind of like like whoa this is this could be actually really awesome so did you ever reach out to him and talk to him about it so i have not actually uh i've never i, I think i've like responded on twitter a few times and uh he was doing a series of like, he was doing a podcast on somebody else's podcast. (laughs) So like I had like one of my questions submitted to him and he answered a question about like how to get like an artist to bite on like your concepts and stuff like that. And his answer was actually really funny. He said, uh, you know, I've never had an artist, um, like what, what did he say? (laughs) I've never had an artist actually pay for the, the huge things that I've wanted to do. It's always been through like an agency or something. Oh like that. But yeah. I don't know, it was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. that usually, so it's never the artist, which is like always a bummer. You know, you want to work directly with the artist, and if the artist is all good for the idea, then you won't have much problem from the agency or their label. Um, so I guess the moral of the story is get the artist on board and you've got a pretty clear set path. Yeah, for sure. I didn't even think about that. So usually these media videos, the artists are kind of following the agency. It, it really depends. Um, it depends on, well, you know, now that it's almost 2018, like the music industry, if you want to call it that, 
almost is like dead, you know, <laughs> practically. That's very true. And budgets have like almost completely tanked. You know, if you look at like budgets for like videos in the nineties, you would shit your pants. You know, it's like crazy. Wow. Like there are, you know, nuts videos being made back then. And now, but you look at now who are like the top dogs in making music videos. It's like, uh, Dave Myers who directed humble for Kendrick. Yes. You've got, you know, Jared Hogan, like honestly, hip hop is killing it right now. I agree. You know, as far as like music videos go. Plus Kendrick's just a mastermind. I'm sure he had some hand yeah. in that. When I saw Kendrick's uh, video for all right, like that all black and white video, I, my jaw dropped the entire time. <laughs> I get to see you there. Just like, Oh my God, this is crazy. When I saw literally, when I saw like the cops holding his car, and struggling on Crenshaw, like I about lost my damn mind. That is insane. I bet that that would be probably a cool dude to meet. As far as man, video and, vi- and visuals and doing video stuff with. That's oh yeah, because like it just it shows like a a whole new generation that you can like make artistic, you know, cinematic videos that don't have to be about like you know throwing money and at the camera and shooting a gun up in the air. Like no, hip hop is like on top right now as far as music video goes and everybody needs to take notes that's awesome well cool well to say way off that back to to what you're doing that's 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 really awesome though <laughs> um so yeah so what was the first band that you work with what music video um i uh i actually was really lucky to work with uh, my good friends in ivadel i had never shot a music video before and i really really wanted to and i was like you know what i bet they would be I bet they would be down to let me shoot my first one. Um, I used to play drums for them, actually. Mm-hmm. So they were really cool and tight with me. And I said, hey, here's a, here's a concept. Here's what we could do. I know you've shot a music video before, so you're not opposed to the idea. Um, here's an idea I have. Let's just go super simple and let's do that. So um, I shot one for them. This was actually a year mm-hmm. ago. Um, actually, probably a year ago, uh, maybe this week or something. I feel like it was a year oh, ago. Wow. Yeah. We were just like uh, met up in Greenville on one of their off days and uh, yeah, like got in like this big cinder block blue room with a good friend of mine, uh, rented like a dolly and I had just bought uh, a C100, you know, like two weeks before that or something like that. And I just, uh, I went to town. That's so awesome. And I definitely want to kind of dig into that. Um, so describe the process from start to finish if you can. Um, of how you of, made the video of that music video, or well, or just in general. I think I want to just do it in general for general purposes. Okay. So unfortunately, I'm one of those people that like, if a, if anybody wants to work with me, like I'm you know an artist or um, any commercial t- thing like that. If I sit down in a room and try to think about a concept or a treatment, it just won't come, mm-hmm. and that that's it's so frust- so frustrating to me. And I've found that the way that I get like, you know, ideas, it literally like just like pops in my head. Okay. It'll pop in my head. And I heard a really cool quote from uh, actually um, Neil Young, like rock and roll artist. And he, you know, he says, when when a great idea comes to you, don't try to jot everything down right away. Just treat it like a rabbit coming out of a hole. Don't scare it away. Just observe it. Take hold of it. If it goes from you, it's fine but just let it come back. And I've kind of noticed this process of like, okay, if a band sends me a song um, or they say, Hey, I want to do a music video with you. I'll say, okay, cool. Send me the track. Let me listen to the track because if I'm not like vibing with the track, then I don't want to do it. Okay. You know, I've had some, I've had some people send me their songs and it'll sound like really like mainstream rock and roll. And it's like, yeah, I could do it, 
but it, I'm not going to get anything out of it. It's not going to benefit you for me to make a really weird video for you. And that's not your vibe yep. at all. You know, it's like, we're, we're not wearing the same shoes, you know? So, um, yeah, I guess it's an unpredictable process, but I guess it's just what works for me. Like I'll be in the car and I'll listen to the song over and over and over again. And I'll say, okay, cool, cool, cool. Th- this could work this and I could light it that way. And then if you could see my emails, they're mostly just emails from me, <laughs> just like <laughs> sending myself treatment. So I'll remember them later. That's awesome. So I guess in doing that and um, kind of over and over again, have you developed a style with your, your videos or anything? Uh, as, as far as like a style goes, I'd love to be, I'd love to be known for just trying like weird things. Um, I don't really, like I said, I don't really have like a predictable formula, but if, if, if a person is watching any one of my videos and they see something and they have to like rewind it and they go like, wait, what was that? Did he just like light it from that direction? Or he made that person move like this way. What the, what the hell? Yes. That then I've then I got you. I agree. That, that's that's all. That's all I wanted. That's perfect because from watching the worm video, um, that was incredible. I think I think maybe <laughs> Jacob sent. I can't remember how so. I think Jacob sent me a link. I can't remember, but I was blown away. That was such an awesome video, dude. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I was working it. with those guys. Uh, they were super, super chill. They were just excited that I was excited. Like, you know, cause I had shot the Ivadel thing and as cool as that first one turned out, um, it didn't really have like a story concept or any like, you know, B roll or anything like that. So I wanted to approach worm with like, how can I, how can I still be weird? Um, and how can I kind of get a little bit more creative? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm super, you know, obsessed with black and white. So I wanted to try my hand at a black and white you know, look. And, uh, I went to them and I was like, Hey, here's, here's the treatment. Here's what I got this really easy concept. You know, we probably don't have a lot, uh, a lot of budget to work with, but, um, here's what we can do with just a couple lights and complete black background. Let's, let's make it work. And like, they loved all the ideas. Um, I was able to, uh, record some shots of myself playing guitar and I was like, Hey, here's how it's going to look. So kind of giving them like an essence of like, here's pre-production awesome. for a band that doesn't know what pre-production is, you know? Yeah. I- that's really cool that you provide all that, you know, for bands. That's really cool. Cause I w- right. You know, I, th- I think well, from what I've, from what I've learned in doing very terrible video projects <laughs> is the more you time that you spend in pre-pro before you even press record, the easier the edit is going to go, the easier the process is going to go. So I'm on all things now. Like if, if anybody were to come up to me and ask me for a project, I'm asking for scout days. I'm asking for references you know, I'm taking camera to the location, you know, taking stills. What's the light going to look like at this time of day? You know, I try to prepare as much as I possibly can beforehand so it goes smoothly. That's excellent. That's so cool. And it's cool that you also know, you know, photography as well. I think that goes hand in hand with video. Um, yeah. The whole package. So do you, are you still taking a lot of photographs too? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm very, very blessed to uh, like when video i won't say boring but when i'm a little burnt out of video i instantly like run back to like taking portraits of people um i'm super into like how do i light a face you know and say different things with different lights you know um so when video is kind of like waning on me and i'm not feeling very creative i just jump in you know i'm thankful to have a uh, spare bedroom that i can fit all my lights and a couple backdrops in and stuff like that and i just get to practice on my dog and my wife and (laughs) kind of have another create let outlet and 
the cool thing about photography is like it's always a way of just practicing like how to light you know how to capture light you know that's yeah so that's that's a cool process for me that's awesome that's so cool um so do, do you still have a kind of disdain for natural light um i don't have a disdain <laughs> i don't have a disdain i just ha i don't ever ever shoot in natural light anymore like if i if i'm holding a camera there's some type of light in some kind of, of setup yeah and it's like it's just it's so it's like natural light is so hard now <laughs> i can't shape it i can't like it's not what i want you know even if i were to bring like a, a big diffused source you know and i'm in like hard sun i'd much rather just backlight yeah. you and treat it like a big hard backlight rather than diffuse what's there you know like it's I, I I can't stand. There's a bunch of photographers around my area, and I, I try to keep you know, I try to keep a a good head around other people who are creative, you know, because we're all doing different things that we like. But like for me to go out and shoot somebody and just expose them with like a wide open aperture, like yeah, you expose the face, but there's no shape, mm -hmm. you know, and that that annoys. It's just boring <laughs> to me. I, I'd I'd much rather it be underexposed and you know, uplit than just flat and boring. That's a very interesting way to put that. Obviously me being uh I'm out on the streets mostly, but I'm like interning right now with a guy here in the studio and I've definitely kind of I kinda of see what you're saying. I haven't been in there too long, but I definitely understand where you're coming from. Um that's kind of a cool way to put that. So I'm like probably just keep that in mind as I go through the process and I'll probably end up being like you in the next couple months. <laughs> well yeah, and it's also like, you know, I'm I'm just a you know, an arrogant guy with another camera, you know, everybody's a photographer these days. They all have their, they all have their process. Um, so don't let me influence anybody. Yeah, you're fine. You know, if you love the sun, you know, go use it. It's got like a, you know, a hundred CRI rating. So you're, it's probably the best light you're going to use. <laughs> That's awesome. How's the community, the, um, creator, creator community out in Greenville? How's the, the what? Community. Creative community. Um, that's one thing that I feel like, uh, a bunch of people here are, creating cool things and making cool things um just not a lot of which i find uh very striking to me we have a lot of people shooting here to provide you know food on okay. the table and you know again like we're all blessed to be able to pick up a camera and you know make some money that's great but a lot of wedding photographers here a lot of uh you know real estate people yeah. here uh <laughs> Not a lot of strobists, as I would call them. There's a couple in town that I try to hang out with and, you know, shoot frequently with, but not not a terrible amount. In a way, that's kind of a good thing, I guess. You kind of have a niche. Yeah, I mean, it is it is cool, but at the same time, it's like, man, you know, I, I, I really enjoy teaching, and I really enjoy, you know, uh, like sometimes somebody will say, you know, like, what camera did you shoot that with? And I'm like, man, it was, it was the light. You couldn't see the seven-foot parabolic that I had to the right of the frame. You know, if you if you would have saw that, you would have asked about the lighting rather than the camera. You know, it's never about the camera. That's awesome. That's and that's also another thing I'm learning now being in studios. Like, it's, it really is. It's all about the stuff you have around you. That's really cool. Oh man, for sure. If I could go back, I wish I could learn more about lighting rather than anything else. Yeah, which are you learn it now? Or at least when I started out. Yeah, that's cool though. I mean, it's, I think it's I think it's really great that you started from kind of like the bare bones to where you are now. That's kind of makes your journey worth it. You know. No, oh, for sure. Um, cool. So, let's jump on to how you're marketing and branding yourself. Um, so, how are you doing that down there? Um, hopefully by by word of mouth. I've been trying a lot of things lately where it's like, you know, this band is playing at a show. 
um, coming up soon. And, you know, they don't know anything about me, but I'm just going to go and I'm going to shoot the show and I'm going to give it to them for free and we'll see what happens. You know, I've been doing a lot of like giving and, you know, uh, hopefully all of my giving, you know, pays off with, you know, cool work down the road because if one band has a cool thing, you know, that they obviously didn't pay for or whatever, but if one band has a really cool thing that I worked hard on, you know, their friend's band sees that and they say, you know what, I, I love that. That's really cool. Nobody in Greenville is doing that. So let me hop on that. And I've been able to actually, you know, you know, sell a couple of like uh, multicam, like live shows around this really cool venue in town uh, called the Radio Room. I've had a bunch of bands reach out to me um, to shoot their shows, kind of like more, le- less like an art artsy way, but more of like a, just documenting yeah. way. Um, so that's been kind of cool. I've been kind of paying some bills with that. But uh, other than that, it's um, how can I shoot the weirdest music video and then your friends see it and then they let me shoot one for them. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only idea that I have. That's cool. I mean, I guess in that industry of, you know, doing music videos, it's, it's probably most definitely word of mouth. I mean, obviously, and then band sharing it on social media, which is the obvious thing. Um, yeah, for sure. But cool, cool. Um, so also, and also, what are some of your inspirations? Like, who's who's inspiring you? It, it can be someone that's not even mm. creative. Uh, let's see. I don't know. As as nerdy as it sounds, man, I I live and breathe this stuff. <laughs> so it's like my hobby and my my work at the same time. But um, as far as inspiration goes, I think for video or I guess for motion, I'm super into Bradford Young who is a DP. He shot Arrival. I don't know if you've oh, seen that. Oh, I haven't seen that yet, but it's on my list. Yeah, yeah. He shot Selma, Arrival, um, Eighth and Body Saints. Um, yeah, a bunch of cool stuff. So he, he's a he's a really great DP who who is inspired by a lot of like early black and white film photographers. So naturally, I'm going to gravitate towards him. I love his DP work. Um, like I said, Jared Hogan. Uh I guess that's the video stuff. And then on the photo side, Annie Leibovitz, um, great portrait photographer, mm. great strobist. Um, Marco Grob is a great headshot photographer. And let's see, who else? Joey Lawrence is a great um, portrait okay. photographer who I've been... Yeah, Joey L, I guess, as most people know him, Joey L. And then I guess like way, way back. Um, I'm super... Uh, yeah, like I said, black and white photography is such a... A love of mine so like w eugene smith a lot of his early work is incredible yep. to me and like roy de yes, for sure dude heck yeah that's a good that's a good solid list i gotta look up some of those but that's a really solid list oh yeah i just copy i just copy them that's all i do <laughs> you need to be original justin not explain <laughs> nah I, I like originality sorry <laughs> that's awesome so have you come across any smaller big accomplishments in your journey so far um I I think what I told myself when I first started this is like I never set out to be like a famous photographer or DP or whatever like the the most rewarding thing to me is the fact that I you know can do what I love during the day and then come home and I can you know provide a roof over my head for my wife and my dog and put food on the table that's the biggest accomplishment to me like I don't, I don't need to be featured on like you know some bullshit blog or anything like that you know (laughs) to me that doesn't matter like i don't have any aspirations of like winning grammys or anything or you know oscars or any of that stuff to me it's just you know can i do good work that i'm proud of that i want to print and you know people say you know what this looks really cool how did you do that that's an accomplishment to me i love that man that's so justin (laughs) 
I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. This is going to come out with me sounding it's so like, arrogant. It's like Eric and Justin, don't, don't freaking hire Justin. <laughs> you know, just playing. For real, never hire me because I'm only making it for me. <laughs> that's cool, though. So I guess in the years to come, where would you like to see your career, I guess, go? Mm. I would love to see myself successfully working without having to have a social platform if that makes sense um i would love to see i would love to see my work pay my bills um i always tell my wife i was like man i I wish that you know i could just take the headshot of like nike's ceo one day pass off the files and not have to like post it online you know like not have to like grab likes off of it and you know i wish that i could just do the work come home clock out binge watch some netflix with her and then you know go to work the next day because like if you, any you think about any other job like if you're an engineer you go to work you be an engineer and then you yeah. come home and then you're you but for a photographer for a creative you kind of have to live it and breathe it and if like every single time i press the shutter if it's not amazing then nobody cares and then you know it's perceived as like my whole value off of every single piece of work yeah. that I share. So if I if I can try my absolute best to get rid of this like social platform that I'm addicted to of always sharing my work and always like competing and if I could just do it and be good at it and make money at it, I think that's that's where I would like to be. That is beautifully said because I think people think you need social media, you know, to really get out there and really be successful and that's absolutely not true. There's a lot of photographers who look you're, I guess kind of old school who are doing that exact thing you're, right. you're talking about. They don't have social media presence and they're still getting paid. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually saw a TED talk recently that says, you know, how to be a professional creative without uh, an online account or whatever like that. And his points were pretty crappy, <laughs> but his headline hooked me and I watched it and, uh, you know, I disagreed with a lot of things, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm slowly getting there. I just can't, I, at the same time, I can't pretend that like I'll I'll share you know a great portrait online or whatever, and then two people message me and say, "Hey, how much do you charge for that?" And then I make money off of like word of mouth that way, and I'm like, ah, you know, I I can't I can't get rid of it just yeah. yet, you know. I mean, it's so, just a sign of the times. People a couple more years, maybe. all about technology, and it's great, but it's also good to know that it's not necessarily necessity. So I think you can deal. I think it's oh, definitely sure. doable where you keep putting out your great work. You'd be able to do that, no problem. Yeah, and I just hire a kid to do it for me. <laughs> that's how I, I think that's how I could get around it. Uh, yeah, get you, you're hiring me. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay you ten bucks to write a blog. Wow, Justin, I can't believe you go ten dollars. <laughs> Here's five ways to improve your photography. By Justin Nitz. <laughs> cool. So, give us some advice that you would give to some up and comings. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I feel like the biggest thing I could do or say is just to shoot with people or create with people that are like-minded. Like shooting by yourself is great. And, you know, like when I go out and shoot things, you know, um, I do feel a sense of like comfort and it's like a refresh for me. You know, I'm naturally an introvert. But at the same time, I can't tell you like how many music videos that I wish I had a crew of like five people, (coughs) you know, or I wish I had a crew of like 10 more people on, you know. And it, I guess it comes down more so to 
the things that you really want to create, like passion projects. Like, yeah, sure, you know, a band could hire me and I can, you know, pay five people to be there. But, like, I want friends that hang out with me and shoot with me when the money is not there because they believe in my vision, you know. So I think if there's anything that I could offer, it's just, like, find those people. Like, if you like to shoot weird stuff, find other people that shoot weird stuff. And, like, why don't you ac something why don't you like gaff a project and let him shoot it and then vice versa the next project like you direct it and then you shoot it and like you know you pull strengths out of each other but you're working together the biggest the biggest thing that i wish i had is more uh more more brain <laughs> and i wish that that would you know more brain around me you know i can shoot all day i can light all day um i just wish i had more ideas and that comes from like having a solid team of like collaborators That's around you I love that because there's no way, I guess, quote unquote, successful. You're going to do it by yourself. And I think, you know, oh, that's partly not. just building community and finding like-minded people. Like you just mentioned, that's like the key to doing it is doing it together. So I'm glad you definitely mentioned that. That's definitely very true. But, yeah, cool, dude. but dude, thank you. That was some solid, that was a solid run. That was some good information. I, didn't, I learned a lot about you from that. I didn't know you got into that, you know, the way you did so that's really awesome yeah a lot of it was uh by accident but it's been a very a very cool journey but thanks for having me on man. i really thanks appreciate for it coming out, um hanging out and staying up a little bit later than you know usual it's past our both our bad times so <laughs> it's cool. all good my wife's probably waiting on me to go hop in and watch broadchurch <laughs> well, cool. one more thing before you leave um some content information so where can we find you on the internet yeah, so it's uh, com, and my last name is spelled N-I-X. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. Perfect. Instagram? Uh, taking a break from Instagram oh. right now for those exact reasons that we talked yes. about earlier. Um, Facebook is still there. Uh, just find me on Facebook. Just search my name. Uh, I might not ha- have Instagram for much longer. We'll see. Well, what about your email address? Uh, yeah, email. You can find me at justinxnix at gmail.com. All my, all my names are super simple. <laughs> Perfect, dude. Thank you so much. And definitely pleased to have you on here and people hear your story. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Cool. Have a good night. See you, man. Peace.